0: Okay. Welcome to Extra Time Immaculate Grid. This is Grid 125 for Saturday, the 5th of August. And super stoked. Today's, I was just giddy over today's grid. But before we get into that, make sure you listen to the main show. This is Extra Time Immaculate Grid. This is the bonus show for generations talking about My Sports Generations. Episode 5 dropped earlier today, noon time so that every Saturday at noon, the main show drops. That is where Steve and I talk about how the fan experience has changed over the years and across generations and how we view sports and each of the leagues differently. And today, we talked about rivalries. We talked about the NCAA. We talked about you know, the the different bowls for college football and how some of those traditional rivalries have decayed. And, you know, you get to hear a lot of old-time thoughts from Steve on, so just some good stories about some of those players from yesterday. And then you get to hear my kind of Gen X lackluster, eh, I don't know if I care that much. And, oh, by the way, my teams were always underdogs. So how it used to be sucked for those underdogs so listen to that show and then we have a five minute snippet talking about winds above replacement and that is produced by our good friend rj Vesiglia. make sure you check that out it's uh pretty funny it's really good i'm trying to explain what wins above replacement is to steve and how it could be used and, and who uses it and it's a little tongue in cheek, but it's five minutes. Have a have a laugh at it. It's pretty good. But we're gonna do a longer segment on Wins Above Replacement and, of course, sabermetrics. But today's grid, I'm just stoked because it's, it's all career achievements, no teams. So I only I didn't struggle with this one at all, but. I only had to think about how I was going to shoehorn people in. So I didn't want to waste a square on someone and not be able to fit somebody else in. And when we go through it, you're going to see. I'm shoehorning in as many giants that I possibly can. So I couldn't get. Jeff Kent in. We'll talk about that in a little bit. I couldn't get Robbie Thompson. Well, I could have done Robbie Thompson, but if I went Robbie Thompson, I was going to have to sacrifice somebody. And you know, maybe I should have. I couldn't get Mitchell in. And uh, yeah, let's just just jump into it. So on the top left hand. Row or excuse me column left to right. We have 300 plus average career. So that was a good one. The middle column Gold Glove. And the right hand column. Hall of Fame. And I was just lick, just. Like lick at my lips on this one. Then the top row 500 plus career homers. The middle row Silver Slugger and the bottom row MVP. So I'm trying to think, how do I? How do I stack this thing with Giants? So let's go for a couple of notes here. For 500 home runs and 300 average, you only had nine. There's only nine players that fit the bill. So you could do, of course, Hank Aaron. Career leader in home runs, Less
1: Barry. 755 and a
0: 305 average. You have Ruth at 714 and 342 average. You have Willie Mays at 660 home runs and a 301 average, so I went with Willie here because. I needed to uh, keep those other squares alive for other folks, so Willie's the only. Melot would have would have worked here, but you know I wanted. Never saw Mellot play. I never really saw Willie play, but I've at least seen Willie alive. Um, Met Willie in passing, but yeah, I had to go Willie here. So 18% with Willie. But Manny, triple nickel, 555 home runs, 325 average. Jimmy Fox, long time A. Not Oakland, of course. 534 home runs, 312 average. Teddy ball game, Ted Williams 521 home runs and a 344 average that 511 home runs 304 average and Miguel Cabrera. joined that list F508 home runs and 307 average. So. I could really only go Willie here. And again, Melot, you know, come on. It's that's that's yesterday that that that's before
1: my grandfather. So.
0: That is the top left hand square, so the top middle square is 500 home runs and gold glove. And again, you don't have a whole lot of choices here. You have Aaron, you have Ernie Banks, you have Barry, you have Griffey Jr. You have Mickey Mantle, of course Willie Mays, but we just used Willie for the 300 career average and 500 home runs plus. You got McGuire, Eddie Murray, Raphael Palmeiro, Pujols, Frank Robinson. You have. Alex Rodriguez and Mike Schmidt. So if we're keeping this in the family, we gotta go Barry here. So we used Mays already, and so our only option here was. Barry Bonds, of course multiple Gold Glove winner. And 500 plus home runs so Barry comes in at 16%. So we got two Giants out the gate now. Super fun. So the top. Right hand corner Hall of Fame with 500 plus home runs. So Barry doesn't fit here. Because Barry's not. In the hall. So because we already used. Mays, we've already used Barry. Again, we're not using Ott. and quite frankly, I wasn't even thinking Ott Anyway, I had to look that up. And as soon as I looked it up, I'm like, yeah, of course not a lot, but. My only option there and this is why we had to be smart on how we we're going to use the Giants so that I, way I can maximize as many Giants as possible. But stretch Willie McCovey 2% Hall of Fame 500 plus home runs. So that was super fun.
1: So now let's go left to right in the middle.
0: The middle row. So this is the left-hand square, middle, silver slugger and 300 plus average for a career. Giants, that's Will. It's my guy. 302, 301 career average. And, you know, he was a silver slugger Couple of silver sluggers as a giant. That's my guy. 1989, he was going toe to toe with Tony Gwynn for the batting title. And, you know, everyone talked about Will's swing just being one of the uh, prettiest swings in baseball all time. So that's Will coming at 0.3%. Then gold glove and silver slugger, that middle. Square. This is where I had to make a choice. Because.
1: Kent never won. Never won a gold glove. Mitchell never won a gold glove.
0: A lot of Giants didn't win gold gloves. And Silver Slugger is a relatively newer statistic. And I wanted to stick with my guys. We've talked about this before on the show. You know, that 1986 team coming off the 100 loss team, and that 86 team was the Hum Baby team with Roger Craig. And from 86 to, like, 89 when they went to the World Series, those are my guys. So Williams was a rookie in 88, and so I really struggled here. You know, do I go, do I go Matt Williams, do I go Matt Mayberry, or do I go, you know, Robbie Thompson? And quite frankly, I couldn't remember if Robbie actually won a Silver Slugger. I had to look it up later. So I was I was afraid to go Robbie because I did not remember him winning a Silver Slugger. It turned out he did win Silver Slugger in 1993. And he would actually finish in the top five in war that year, too. Like, I OK, I mean, I remember the year. I remember him doing really well. But th- those Giants, you know, again, the, the 93, 94, 95, those Giants teams weren't very good. 94, of course, was the strike year. But Matt Williams, .06% there, absolutely won a gold glove and a silver slugger, you know, as a giant. Then Hall of Fame and silver slugger. You know, I'm going with guys I like. That's what I was just sitting there thinking. I was really thinking of like, okay, who do I really like and who do I want to plug in? I don't want to put plug in some dude that I didn't really – You know, hated that guy. So, you know, the kid, King Griffey Jr., 7% Hall of Famer, Silver Slugger, I mean, multiple Silver Slugger awards. Just amazing. Then in the bottom row, far left-hand corner, hey, Buster bats for all of us and Buster hugs. Got to go with our guy, Buster Posey, 1% MVP. And a 300 plus career average. So, you know, Barry could have gone there. Barry, of course, won an MVP as a giant, and, you know, he's, he's a great hitter, but he's not a 300. He doesn't have a 300 career average. So he would have been a strike. And Mitchell's not a 300 career average. Jeff Kent's not a 300 career average. Couldn't use McCovey there because he doesn't have a 300 career average. So the only other options, you know, really as an MVP will never won an MVP. So you know, Mays could have gone there, but then we would have been stuck on the 300 average 500 home runs and go with somebody as a non giant. So Buster is the only one that that fits. Fits this category with what I have left over. So Buster, 1% MVP, 300-plus average as a Giant. And also, again, San Francisco Giant. Like, you know, is not a San Francisco Giant. Then Gold Glove and MVP. This was just an exercise, again, for me. It's like, who do I like? Who do I want to put in there? Not, you know, struggling to find one. There's plenty of answers. But Gold Glove and MVP, you know, I went with each You know, my great-great-grandfather is from China. My grandfather and my father were born in the Philippines. So, you know, got to keep that, got to keep that, you know, Asian Asian flavor going. Each at all, 6%. And that guy's just baller. Think if he would have came to the States sooner. I mean, as far as I'm concerned... They should they should use his stats for his total stats in MLB. Cause that guy would have been, I mean, he was what, 27 when he was a rookie? Batted 350, one rookie of the year and MVP the same season. Come on, man. That dude was baller. And then it turned out he could hit with power if he chose. But you know, he was really an on-base machine. But when he wanted to turn it on, you know, there's a lot of Examples and a lot of discussion. A lot of teammates say, hey, hey, he he had as much power as anybody, but you know he wanted to get on base. So each at all, gold glove MVP 6%. And then in the bottom right hand corner. We have Hall of Fame and MVP, and again I'm sitting at the Giants, you know how am I going to make this work? Don't have any Giants left. You know what? Why don't we go with the first black manager? He was player coach for the Clevelands, and he would be the first black manager for the Giants. Frank Robinson, 2%. So went with Frank. So, unlike standard fashion, we got a lot of extra stats for you here before we let you go. So, Frank Robinson, rookie of the year 1956, 14 time All Star. Still the only person in Major League Baseball to win.
1: An MVP in both leagues,
0: so he did that in 1961. As a red and then again in 1966 as an Oriole. He won two World Series 66 and 70 with the Orioles. He's World Series MVP in 66 and Triple crown 66. Most home runs by a right handed hitter to win a triple crown. Also, interestingly enough, the triple crown winner with the lowest batting average. But this is 1966, so this is leading up to 68, the year of the pitcher. So pitchers were really starting to dominate significantly, and then of course the mound would be lowered. We talked about that in another episode. The would be lowered in '69. So Frank Robinson, that dude was just—you look at it. You look at, it. at the time when he retired;
1: he had the third most home runs in MLB. The guy was just—it storied
0: career. Gold Glove in 1958. He's also the AL Manager of the Year in 1989 when he went back, came uh, manager of the Orioles.
1: Guy was just baller. No must,
0: too. Like, he's just one of those guys, right? you got to imagine, in the 50s, when I lived in St. Louis, there's a hotel, old-school hotel where all the teams used to come in,
1: and you can go and take a tour there.
0: And when I took the tour, and they talked about it, when the Giants came to town, now you got to imagine, at that point in time, Giants were in New York. Giants would come to town, Willie Mays was not allowed to stay at that hotel.
1: How effed up is that? He actually had to stay
0: down the street at a different, basically at a motel. And everyone else was staying by Forest Park at this, you know, at the time, it's the nicest hotel in the city of St. Louis. So the rest of the team got to stay there, and Willie Mays did not. And Frank Robinson is only a few years after Mays. So you got to just think of. What it was like to be not only a black man in the major leagues, but also a black man that was possibly threatening others, not from a physical perspective, but you know, just on the field. Hey, this guy is like kicking our ass. And you gotta just think about that environment. And so, you know, that 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 kind of experience is gonna harden you. And I think with Robinson later on as a manager, you know, that dude didn't take any guff. And there was a lot of articles written in the Sporting Green and the San Francisco Chronicle when he was a manager. So he was a badass. Nobody, nobody messed with him. And he was a hulking figure. But um, Frank Robinson, dude's just a beast. So we went with Frank Robinson Hall of Fame and MVP 2%. And so just because we're going to give you a fun fact about every single giant that we picked today. So we might as well just go in order of what we put them in. So you got Willie Mays. and Of course, Willie won Rookie of the Year in
1: 1951 and this is his
0: stretch from 1954 now 52 he played 53 Korea so didn't play so 1954 1954 to 1968 Willie Mays won two MVPs seven times he was MVP five or better actually never finished MVP five he finished MVP four and three and two many 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 times Finished MVP C- MVP three six three times. He finished MVP seventeen once, but he was tied for the league league in war that year. So it's one of those. Yeah. How do you finish seventeenth in MVP and uh, you're tied for first in war? That one that one's a little sketch. Maybe we dig into that one at a different time. I'm not suggesting that he wins, but how has he finished 17th?
1: Then the year of the pitcher,
0: 1968. He finishes MVP 13, but he finishes fifth in war. And in 1968, uh, Gibson actually did the double double. So he saw young won, MVP one. But from 54 to 68.
1: 14 years 14 out of
0: 15 years the guy finishes basically in the top five in MVP every single year it's incredible that's incredible that's how amazing Willie Mays was so there's your that's your Willie Mays fact for today And all these statistics are courtesy of me. I looked all these things up. I figured all these things out, not cribbing on anybody else's work. So Barry Bonds, fun fact of the day. So we used him for gold glove and 500 plus home runs. In 2004.
1: Barry could have had zero hits. Zero could have gone the whole
0: year without a hit, and he still would have had an on base percentage of 391. Dude walked 232 times that season, he could have gone hitless, and he still would have had a 391 on base. His th- his on base percentage was 609, so he had 134 hits. So if you take those 134 hits away, he still would have had an on base percentage of 391. Just incredible.
1: Incredible 2004 season. So Hall of Fame and 500
0: plus home runs we went with McCovey. So here's your stretch fact. So in 1968, we've already talked about this just a moment ago. We just said that was the year of the pitcher. That was the year that they ended up lowering the mound.
1: By five inches.
0: So there were 10 teams at the time in the in the National League. 10 teams. Keep that in mind. Here is the entire NL slash line. 243 batting average, a 300 slugging percentage, and a 341 slugging, or excuse me, 243 batting average, a 300 on base average, and a 341 slugging for an OPS of 641.
1: 10 teams, remember this. For the entire league. The league had a 2.99 ERA. To put that in perspective
0: for you, in 2022, the entire National League had an ERA of 4.05. And there are 15 teams in the NL now. So just keep that in the back of your pocket for a minute. In 1968, the entire national league hit 891 home runs so average of 89 per team in 2022 there were 2658 home runs for an average of 178 177 per team so double on a per team you know average double so the average team was 89 home runs in 1968. The Giants hit 108 as a team. They were second in the league.
1: Willie McCovey hit 36 of those. In
0: 1968, again, 10 teams in 1,620 total games that year in the National League. National League pitchers threw 185 shutouts.
1: In 2022.
0: In 2440 games. They threw 162 shutouts, so they threw 23 fewer shutouts. In 820 more games. That's how dominant pitching was in 1968. And the hitting again, let me give this to you one more time. That national league average for the entire league 243 average 300 on base percentage 341 slugging here's willie McCovey. he batted 293 he had a 378 on base percentage he had a 545 slugging he led the league in ops with 923 So he was almost 300. He was 280 points higher than the league average. He had an OPS plus of 174. He was 74%. He was almost double the average hitter in the National League that year. That's how dominant McCovey was in 1968. But because... Gibson set the single-season record with a 1.12 ERA, he was far and away the MVP and the Cy Young Award winner that year. But that's how dominant McCovey was the year of the pitcher.
1: So Willie McCovey, Hall of Fame, 500-plus home runs. So let's go Will Clark.
0: We chose him for 300-plus career average and silver slugger. In 1989, in the NLCS, Will Clark wins the NLCS MVP. Will bats 650 with a 682 on base average and a 1,200 sluggy. He hits three doubles, one triple two home runs, one of which was a grand slam against Maddox. He scores eight runs and he knocks in eight runs. And of course, we've talked about it on this show. Allegedly, that series is also the beginning of where pitchers and catchers started to cover their mouths with their gloves during meetings because allegedly Will was able to pick up what was coming from a mound visit to Maddox. 650 batting average 1200 slugging.
1: And you know what's funny? I believe in Sacramento. I
0: think one of those games wasn't even televised. And I had to listen to all the games on. I ended up listening to all the games on the radio. I know I did for a fact, but I believe even one of them was not televised in Sacramento. I had to listen to it on the radio anyway. Will Clark, ladies and gentlemen.
1: So that middle square, I went Matt Williams. Gold glove and silver slugger. Here's Matt Williams. Stat.
0: So, 1994 was strike year, and Williams was tearing it up 43 home runs in 112 games.
1: But if you take
0: the end of the 93 season and the beginning of the 95 season, when he was on the tear, and 162 total games,
1: Matt Williams hit 61 home runs. So, wouldn't be until 98 that you would have the assault on the single season record. But the only person
0: to match Roger Maris in 162 games prior to 19, or after 1961 is Matt Williams. Matt Williams would win a gold glove in both leagues, so he would win a gold glove his uh, first, and maybe maybe he did two years with Cleveland's after he got traded for Jeff Kent and the Wizard, not to be confused with the Wizard, Ozzie Smith, but the Wizard, Jose Vizcaino, the Wizard. So Jeff Kent would come to the Giants in the Matt Williams trade. And boy was I pissed, because at that point in time, you know, Kent was solid, but he wasn't what he would become with the Giants. And you know, he missed a lot of games. And the wizard, you know, Vizcaino, he was okay, but it worked out for the Giants. So yeah, sixty-one home runs and one hundred sixty-two games. Matt Williams, there's your Matt Williams stat for today. And lastly. Our guy Buster bats for all of us. Buster
1: hugs. So here's his.
0: There are exactly three catchers. In Major League Baseball history, three to win Rookie of the Year. And then subsequently to win an MVP.
1: As you can imagine where we're going,
0: Buster is one of those three. So the first to do it is Johnny Bench, 1968 Rookie of the Year, and actually Bench would win MVP twice, 1970 and 1972. Then you had Thurman Munson for the Yankee, Rookie of the Year, 1970, and he would win his MVP in 1976. Rest in peace, Thurman Munson. So three catchers only. To have a Rookie of the Year and an MVP.
1: So how many catchers? Have a Rookie of the Year. An MVP. And a batting title. Wait for it.
0: One. And that's Buster bats for all of us and Buster hugs. Buster Posey is the only player in Major League history as a catcher, as his primary position, to win a Rookie of the Year, an MVP, and a batting title. He would win Rookie of the Year in 2010, famously 2011 get run into, 2012 win Comeback Player of the Year, and MVP, and a batting title, and a World Series. Buster bats for all of us. So out of nine, we were able to shoehorn six Giants in here. I suppose if we got Ott in here, let's just look at this for a minute. If we went Ott, could we have squeezed in one more Giant? I don't think Silver Slugger was an award yet. So going Silver Slugger and Hall of Fame. I don't think we could have gotten McCovey in there. And did he did McCovey win a gold glove? I don't recall him winning a gold glove. But again, you know, the majority of his career was before my time. So it's possible. Well, but bonds didn't win go. He's not in the Hall of Fame. So so you can't slot him in there. So the only question is, did McCovey was the Silver Slugger award around when McCovey was playing? Because it's a relatively newer, newer award. So if Ott slots in at Hall of Fame in 500, then McCovey could have slotted into Silver Slugger Hall of Fame potentially. But that's it. We Ott's the only other one that we could could
1: have added. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's
0: the only way. So we got six Giants out of nine. And that's really what I was trying to do. How many Giants can I get? And then let's just fill in the last three of the guys that I like. But super fun today. This is Grid 125 for Saturday, the 5th of August. Go listen to the main show. The new episode dropped today. And go listen to the five-minute snippet. On. Wins above replacement, you'll enjoy that one. That's a that's a good listen. So for everyone, you have a great balance to your Saturday. We will be back tomorrow. And share your grids, interact with the show. We enjoy all of those that are pinging us here and there. But the the more of the interaction, we'll 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 share your grids if you share them here and uh, have a great evening. This is Extra Time Immaculate Grid. It is the bonus show for generations talking about my sports generations.
1: See ya.